Now arriving, the Let's Talk Train Show. Kansas City Nathan here on the Let's Talk Train Show. We want to welcome everybody back to an exciting restart of the show. Today, we'll be talking with Bob Cox, the president of the American Passerelle Heritage Foundation, as well as talking about the train show that took place in La Plata, Missouri. Stick with us, and we'll be right back. Join us and help us make the American Passenger Rail Heritage Foundation better than ever. Your membership will help us further enhance our exhibits and attractions in north-central Missouri, including the Let's Talk Train Show. Our goal is to set up a museum dedicated to passenger rail history, including Amtrak, located in La Plata, Missouri. Memberships and contributions from friends like you will help us achieve this goal. For more information about the American Passenger Rail Heritage Foundation, membership, and opportunities available, visit our website, www.aprhf.org. Do you or someone you know love trains? Lots of them? Welcome to Virtual Railfan. Now you can watch hundreds of trains per day from our cams located all over the United States, all from the comfort of your home, smartphone, or tablet. Live HD feeds from Class 1 railroads. Plus, you can hear the action from trackside scanners and get to know other rail fans in our live chat room. Subscribe today to start your Virtual Railfan membership and start watching trains right away. Virtual Railfan, we bring the trains to you. All right, and we are back on the Let's Talk Train Show. This is Kansas City Nathan. I want to welcome you to the restart of the Let's Talk Train Show. After about a year of being on hiatus, um, after getting married um, and uh, moving and all of that stuff, um, and a lot of people asking, when is the Let's Talk Train going to come back? We always enjoyed listening to your show, things like that. But we are back, and uh, we have uh, redone, uh, are going to be redoing a lot of different things. Uh, that includes the dates and times of when we do the show. Um, that would include, instead of doing a two-hour show every week, um, it's going to be a one-hour show, um, but uh, at least a one-hour show, or around a one-hour show. And that will be twice a month, at least. In between that, we may have a couple other shows that may last 15 minutes, 30 minutes, or whatever, but at least two shows a, m a month that will be at least or around two, uh, about an hour long. But um, uh, that way we can still have quality shows, but yet we aren't forcing us to have a two-hour show and trying to dig or 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 do whatever to make it a two-hour show. We feel that um, your time is valuable, and we want to be able to produce a show that's entertaining and uh, be able to uh, make it more fun for us uh, because we do we volunteer to do this show, and um, the it was becoming honestly it was becoming more of a a job than anything else, and I didn't want that. And I know that our founder Richard Hamilton didn't view this as a as a job. He did this as a passion. 
And uh, after a year of soul searching and and being able to uh, decide, I, I talked with the uh, the board of the American Pastoral Heritage Foundation, who is our uh, main sponsor or our um, uh, our flag that we are uh, that we fly under. Um, we decided that we would go ahead and do this show and and continue that continue the uh, the show. And uh, for you, the listeners out there, we do this for you, and uh, we hope that you uh, take part and to uh, help us, um, you know, keep make the show uh, continue making it a success. Well, anyway, besides just the two, uh, the one-hour show uh, twice a month, plus a uh, possibility of shorter shows between um, uh, between time to time, uh, we also want to thank our uh, our major sponsor. That's virtualrailfan.com. Um, they have websites or webcams throughout the entire country. That includes to ha- uh, includes uh, Horseshoe Curve, uh, the uh, the funnel. Um, we actually have those, um, and we'll talk about it a little bit uh, later on with Bob Cox, the president. But uh, we also have the webcams, and they're great quality. They are high, high quality um, webcams uh, in La Plata. So very exciting there, and we want to thank them for um, for sponsoring us and and to uh, help us uh, continue with this show because it does. Um, to be able to put on this show, it does cost some money, and so um, uh, it does cost money to do this, and so we uh, greatly appreciate them sponsoring, and and uh, of course, we're always looking for other sponsors. That way, we can kind of go out and uh, travel to different locations and bring those locations to the listeners out there. Also, just want to remind you, uh, if you haven't done so already, be sure to like uh, on Facebook, our Facebook page, uh, the Let's Talk Trains uh, Show Facebook page. Um, that's where you can get news, uh, all different aspects of the rail industry, unions, um, model railroading, rail fan, photography, you name it, we have it on there. And then also the letstalktrains.com website. That's where you can get all the news and uh, updates on shows coming up. Now, we're going to be changing the website a little bit. Before, we had it on the different type of genres, uh, like model railroading or tourist uh, lines, things like that. We're going to change that. We're going to have a a tab for shows and then news. We're going to post especially the big things. big news in the area kind of like uh, for example we'll be talking about here in just a little bit is about the union pacific 1943 um also some of the other things like the oh like the um uh, agreement union agreement with smart and the uh, railroads uh, that they're currently working on so just things like that we'll have that on a separate link that way we can kind of tie in the website with the facebook page and with the show itself if you have any questions or comments, please send me an email to Nathan at Let's Talk Trains.com. Nathan at Let's Talk Trains.com. And um, I'm, I'll always appreciate those, uh, those comments, uh, good or bad, um, makes the show better. Well, going into uh, what's been going on around the rail, the big news that we have had has been the uh, unveiling of the Union Pacific. 1943. Uh, that's the uh, commemorative locomotor, uh, locomotive, excuse me, honoring the U.S. Uh, armed Forces. Um, 
they paid tri- uh, this was back on this past Thursday, the 19th of October, and they uh, Union Pacific Railroad uh, paid tribute to the United States Armed Forces by unveiling UP number 1943, the Spirit locomotive in San Antonio Sunset Station. Uh, it's the 16th commemorative locomotive presented in Union Pacific's 150, uh, 155-year history, and 1943's arrival was welcomed by a group of veterans to kick off the salute to the military tour, a series of community displays across the Union Pacific network. This would include New Orleans, North Little Rock, Arkansas, Van Buren, Arkansas, Fort Riley, Kansas, Omaha, Nebraska, and Cheyenne, Wyoming. For more of that information on when they would be there, be sure to check out the Union Pacific website at up.com, and they have a link there talking uh, in their media tab, talking about uh, with the news release with listing of all the information. Now, some of the neat things about the uh, Union Pacific 1943 is their paint scheme. Now, at first glance, you're thinking, wow, that's really busy. And why did they slap all this on there? It looks like it's all disorganized. But it was very well thought out. First off, they had it as the um, U.S. Air Force silver or gray, whatever you want to call it. Um, And then they have the Strategic Air Command uh, stripe that uh, has the spirit of Union Pacific. Now, the reason why it's 1943 and why they said it's the spirit of 1943 is back in 1943 during World War II, uh, employees of the um, employees of the UP decided to um, um, to donate money or to buy bonds for the war effort, um, and um, in response, the um, the U.S. government and Boeing decided to pay tribute to the Union Pacific uh, employees. Now, a neat little thing there is they said originally it was supposed to say Union Pacific or Spirit of Union Pacific employees, but they because of the war effort and they were trying to pump out planes like crazy, they left off the employees. So it kept as the Spirit of Union Pacific. Well, unfortunately, it. Uh, the plane only served for five um, five tours or for five uh, flights before it was shot down, and inadvertently it, it did unfortunately kill a couple of uh, the uh, Army Air Corps um, uh, crew, uh, but a lot of them were uh, were able to escape and they became um, POWs and were later um, liberated by the Red Army. Well, anyway, uh, if you go on the internet, you can type out uh, "Spirit of Union Pacific." Um, and you can find out a lot of information. There was a lot of uh, people that were from the, oh, from Nebraska, and including the captain of the uh, plane, that um, their family recalled a lot of the things that went on and the trials and tribulations of going through. Actually, one thing I do recall reading on that article is that the same place where the movie or the book, The Great Escape, uh, that you've read about, that actually was the same camp that the, that a lot of the crew from the Spirit of Union Pacific was held at uh, during that time. Now, um, on the locomotive itself, you have, again, the Air Force on the front, uh, Air Force colors with the uh, Strategic Air Command stripe. Then you have the U.S. Uh, Coast Guard uh, with the r- thick red stripe and the thin uh, white and blue stripe, just like their vessels. Then you have um, along the side of the locomotive, uh, which has the Amer- uh, the standard UP American flag waving, um, is the navy gray, as well as the blue, white and blue stripe there. Then at the very end, near the tail end or the radiator end, 
pardon me, of the uh, locomotive is in the camo, and that's to uh, honor the Army and Marines. Now, on the very back, if you, uh, if you look at the back end, there's also a POWMIA uh, portion in black, and it has the logo there. Very well done. Um, actually very well thought out, and it has a lot of meaning behind it. And with these tours, I know that... Uh, um, with them stopping at these different locations, um, uh, it's a very, uh, very nice tribute uh, to uh, veterans and uh, active personnel alike. Now, some of the other things that have been going on around the uh, um, around the uh, rail industry has been the. Um, has been the agreements with SMART, um, as well as some of the other uh, unions uh, with the railroad. Right now, they're pending um, agreeing. It may even end up going to the presidential, uh, the presidential uh, uh, council uh, to pretty much be an arbitrator between the railroad and the uh, and the um, the employees, the union members. And so, uh, be sure to check out the Facebook page. We'll probably be carrying uh, we'll probably be uh, carrying more information about that um, as time progresses. But uh, just want to make you aware of that. Now, here in just a little bit, we're going to be um, talking with Bob Cox of the American Pastoral Heritage Foundation, and we're going to be talking a little bit about what's been going on in La Plata as well as uh, with Rail Rangers, our sister organization, um, and, um, and then talking about the model train show that took place this weekend. It was a great time, and uh, um, next year it's kind of up in the air about exactly where it's going to be held, if it's going to be held there in La Plata again, or it's going to be moved to um, move somewhere else. Um, I know that we're going to definitely try to push that uh, to have it again, definitely for sure, but uh, in the matter of where it's going to be, they'll be up in the air, but definitely we'll uh, keep be informed. If you are a model railroader, I strongly recommend you coming out if you're in the uh, general uh, vicinity. So uh, it was a great time, and uh, we'll definitely be following up with them. And I met some uh, very uh, uh, informative people, um, including a gentleman that has written a book about the uh, um, about the Colt, which is the uh, a short line that ran between uh, Columbia, Missouri, and uh, Macon, Missouri. Um, it actually connected with the uh, North uh, Missouri Railroad and uh, later connected with the um, Norfolk Southern. And they're actually still active today. And uh, we'll have him. He wasn't able to give us an interview the day of the show, uh, but um, we've definitely, uh, we're have definitely we going to be making some arrangements to meet up um, to uh, meet with him and, and to uh, talk about the history. Very interesting. It was actually one of the first railroads in... Uh, uh, in the state of Missouri, besides the Hannibal and St. Joe and the uh, what would become the Missouri Pacific uh, Railroad. So very interesting. Well, without further ado, uh, when we come back, we will uh, be uh, having our interview with Bob Cox, the president of the American Passenger Rail Heritage Foundation, as well as we'll be uh, talking with a couple of other uh, vendors that were there at the uh, train show. And uh, by then, uh, we'll probably uh, wrap it up for this show, but... Uh, Anyway, stick with us, and we'll be right back. White River Productions is a leading producer of railroad historical society publications in the world. WRP currently produces over 25 historical society magazines, calendars, books, and other items such as membership brochures, advertising rate cards, annual mean announcements, and ballots. They're also known for their magazines, catering to rail fans and model railroaders, which includes Rail Fan and Railroad, Passenger Train Journal, TRP, 
Model Railroad News, and Railroad Model Craftsman. Be sure to visit their website to learn about these publications as well as the other available railroad-related books and magazines at www.whiteriverproductions.com. If you like trains and you like to read, look no further than White River Productions. We've got something for everyone. White River Productions, your ticket to read. This is the Association of American Railroads Audio Service with a report on what could be called our nation's first media event when the railroad was finally completed from coast to coast. It occurred on May 10, 1869. Trains came from the west and the east and went nose to nose at a place known as Promontory Point, Utah. Leland Stanford, representing the Central Pacific Railroad, and Thomas Durant of the Union Pacific, took turns using a silver sledgehammer to drive home a spike of gold. When they finished their work, the nation was united by rails that stretched from the Atlantic to the Pacific. How did it become a media event? Telegraph wires were attached to that spike, and as it was hammered into place, the news was flashed across the nation. Celebrations were set off nationwide. A magnetic ball was dropped from the Capitol Dome in Washington. A four-mile-long parade began to move in Chicago, and dozens of church bells rang out in San Francisco. Now it was possible to go from the East Coast to the West in days rather than months. Vast areas of the interior were open to farmers and miners. Distance was no longer an insurmountable obstacle. The completion of the Transcontinental Railroad was the final act needed to make the United States both an industrial giant and the world's most efficient agricultural nation. For the Association of American Railroads, this is Tom White in Washington. All right, and we are back on the Let's Talk Train Show, and we'd like to welcome our president of the American Passenger Rail Heritage Foundation, uh, Bob Cox. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to be back. All right. Well, we've had a lot of things go on in the past, oh, about a year now, yeah. um, and a lot of exciting things, a lot of new opportunities, and we, uh, we're we here at the... Uh, at the uh, Silver Rails Model Train Show here in La Plata, Missouri, headquarters of the APRHF. And so, of course, Bob has been uh, numero uno uh, with uh, making sure all the show is going on without, uh, going on without any hitches, and it, it's been a great time. Yeah, it's been, uh, been a good show today. Um, all the vendors are happy. Um, as far as I know, I've went around and visited everybody, and customer flow's been good. I've seen uh, boxes full of trains carried out, and sacks and so there's a lot of a lot of tables that are uh, quite a bit emptier than they were so um i'm happy about that because you know we put the show on it is a fundraiser for the american passenger rail heritage foundation but we want the vendors to make money too it's um it's for us but it's also for them absolutely absolutely and we've have we have a uh, couple of um uh well-known uh uh, vendors that are here, and hopefully they'll stop by and say hello to us uh, on the show uh, here in a little while. But that includes Spring Creek uh, Model Trains out of Deschler, Nebraska. Uh, we also have uh, C um, um, PHSC PHSC um, out of um, um, they're out of Chillicothe, Chillicothe yep. Missouri. And then we have a couple other vendors, and then we have the Tool Guy. And uh, it's always uh, kind of funny, uh, including myself as a model riveter, having to always go over there and see what kind of tools he has because you always need at least one tool. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly. New tool. So, uh, but uh, no, it's been a very good show. Um, 
hopefully we'll continue doing this um, and um, we'll we'll go in a little bit more detail about that possibly later on um, and we'll definitely keep that up to date as time progresses yes well anyway wanted to give you an opportunity since this is our first time back uh, wanted to give you an opportunity to kind of do a uh, state of the union address or state of the organization address a little bit about what's going on some of the key points uh, kind of pulled you away so you don't have all your notes but uh, just some things that uh, you can touch base or, or touch on okay. um, and, and be on the lookout for well I'll, um, I'll just kind of work around town so to speak and just talk about different things we're involved with our exhibits places for you to visit uh, we'll start out first with a lookout point. As uh, most of you may know, there was a complete remodel of that building in uh, last summer in uh, 2016. Uh, Dennis Warwick, he was uh, a key donor for that, and then we did some fundraisers to match the funds he did. And he came down and helped a lot, and we had some other volunteers from around the area that um, came and redid it. It is insulated now. It's got a nice electric heater in it, no more gas. Um, a lot safer building. Still have the ATCS readout, and um, people have liked it. We've got a lot of good compliments on it. We have a donation box in it. I've got some really nice thank you letters put in with you know five or ten dollar donation. But all of that money helps to keep things over there in that area together. We got to fix something. That donation money helps us fix it. Absolutely. So it's um, it's worked really well. Um, there's a gentleman that comes out of Homewood, Illinois. His name's uh, Mark Lashek. He is uh, our newest conductor member, but he has uh, donated hours and hours of time. He just loves coming over here. He's a volunteer where he lives, and he does uh, nature preservations, uh, preserves native grasses and trees and all that. Well, he comes over here and brings his stuff with him, and when you go down that road to the lookout, that's all his work. Oh wow! It is. Uh, it's beautiful. He keeps the trees trimmed back, the trees down around it trimmed back, and he does it just out of a love for doing that kind of work. And um, he was uh, basically raised around La Plata, so he um, he likes being able to give back. So he comes in. I call him my long distance lawn care, <laughs> and he just has free reign. He knows how to identify what needs to be done, and I let he just does it whenever he wants to. So it's quite a help. It takes the pressure off of myself or Amy from all the other stuff we're doing here. It's just that one less thing that we can forget about. And that way, when the guests come, they're happy and they're excited about it. Absolutely. And one thing I did notice that uh, when I was going up to the lookout point last night, we got here um, uh, in the uh, late afternoon. And when we had a chance to go out to the lookout point, I saw the new entrance uh, sign. Uh, yes. By the way, it looks beautiful. Oh, thank you. Um, and, uh, and you can actually see it from the parking lot. So it's not necessarily uh, kind of one of the hidden gems now, like where do I go? You can, if you can see the sign, you know where to go. Yeah, that is true. We got that put in. It's a four-foot by six-foot sign. It says, Welcome to Lookout Point Park. That is the new name that was coined on it from our from Dennis, our donor. He um, He's the one that brought that name up, and we um, we voted on it and liked it. It just, instead of being a singular place, it's Lookout Point Park. It covers an area now. Mm-hmm. Gives it more of a feeling. And then we got a Santa Fe passenger train on there, a little silhouette logo, which is actually going, it's pointing 
the direction that you have to turn, which uh-huh. we kind of did that for fun. Absolutely. But, um, but yeah, that sign is is there lit at night. So, um, as Nathan said, it makes it easier to figure out where you're going. Absolutely. And the some of the other upgrades I did notice, uh, brand new computer system for the ATCS monitor. Um, the uh, door has been moved from the back, from the parking lot side, over to the side so that you don't have to run all the way 180 degrees around the building uh, if you're trying to get a picture or try to be outside when, the, when a, uh, a train goes by. Uh, that's been a great... Uh, and then the window's been upgraded. Um, yes, and true. then... Um, um, all in all, you have the uh, the lights. Um, you have lights out there at night that are uh, uh, that have the motion detector, so yes. they come on. So that helps save electricity and and save on the bills there. So that's great. Yeah, it does. It does good. We got all the LED lights, and the inside of the building you used to be able to keep it dark, and that was providing for a kind of a place for people to hide, and we don't want that. Mm-hmm. We want it to be safe for everybody. So the um, the lights coming on. If you're moving around inside the building, they're on, and you can be seen from the highway, which um, like it helps Alex. It it just makes it a safer place for everybody. The the PD knows that the lights are on in the middle of the night. Somebody's Somebody most likely may be there. They're going to go back there and check and just see what's going on. Sometimes it could be an animal running or a train will shake the building and make the lights come on too. And you also have the scanner system. I remember we made uh, we actually heard that last night when we were out there, and uh, quite interesting. So it's it it looks great. Um, it I think it's actually going to function a lot better. Um, I think so too. And uh, um, a great place to go if you're in the area or if you're a rail fan. This is still a great place to come out to watch some trains, and then also take part of all the other uh, all the other facilities that the AP. RHF have uh, in the surrounding area. Let's talk a little bit about that. Okay. Um, talking about uh, uh, about the uh, exhibition of Amtrak history. What's what's going on there? Well, it's um, we've had some, we've upgraded our displays a little bit. We've got some more stuff donated, so they're always changing a little. And um, we're going to do some uh, do some upgrades on the Lionel layout. Put a new train out that we got donated. And uh, change it around here next few weeks. The big thing that's coming for those cars is um, we're going to be uh, starting a fundraiser, and you'll see it all over our Facebook pages. Let's Talk Trains will post it. It'll be on our APRHF.org website. We're um, finally got all the estimates and everything we need to get the cars repainted. Um, if you've been there, I'll be the first to admit it. They're not pretty cars. They're. Um, Sadly, they were you know, used and abused by Amtrak. They've been out in the weather for years. It happens. So we they've wanna... been out there for how long now? Oh my, since 07. 07. So we've got over eight years, or uh, actually more yeah, than 10. that, uh, ten years. Yeah, mm-hmm. ten years of being out in the weather. And I will tell you, if you don't live, if you're not in the area of Missouri, Kansas, in the Midwestern area, we get the worst of both. Wor- we get the worst of all worlds. We get the heat of the summer and the yes. humidity. We get the cold of the north, um, and and all that. So it's just a constant ba- beating down on that paint. And it does. And that's one thing that we have to do is make sure that uh, items uh, such as this are preserved and, and painted uh, accordingly so yeah. so we're gonna we're gonna put that out there um, it'll be uh, the form of a GoFundMe fundraiser those are a, it's a really nice platform I want to use that 
And um, this will get the cars to be painted to look just like they did when they rolled out the Amtrak the very first time in the late 80s. And so for the uh, for the rail fans or for the uh, um, for people that, are be, that would be interested, that would be the Phase 3 paint scheme or would it be the Phase 2? It's uh, Phase 3. Phase 3 paint scheme, yeah, okay. Equal red, white, and blue stripes. Okay. Good deal. And they'll still have the, uh, it was still part of the, they had the United States Postal Service logos yes. on the side. Now we, um, do you know any uh, challenges on that? Like if we'll be able to still use those logos or not since it was to make it prototypically correct or? I haven't seen any yet. Um, with all the uh, printers out there, they're on the car now. So it's not like we're just creating one out of the blue. So as a restoration project, I'm going to just push to get them redone so they are correct like they should be and okay. then we'll um we'll also from this fundraiser look at the uh way to protect those cars so they will look good for years to come okay now um going on with the uh going in regards to uh the painting any um any updates coming up or any uh, any news on that uh coming up after it's painted um are they are we going to upgrade the um the track because it is sitting on a, st- uh, a string of track uh, yes. there um any upgrades on that uh, is that going to be part of the upgrades or are we looking at that later on there is um there is some stuff being worked on for that the uh, the track is sinking in the ground it was improperly put in and um if you run the line la out you see the grade on the back side of the layout. So you know there's an issue and you can see it from the outside. We are, um, I do have, I'm sourcing out someone to put put a new foundation, build the track, set them up correctly. So once this project is done, it's done. And like I said, I want to do it to where it's good for a long time. Absolutely. So that is in process. I'm not sure if I'll get everything in and a full plan before we release the fundraiser, but at least getting them painted to start. Okay. And uh, be on the lookout on that. Uh, definitely be posted all over APRHF.org, um, over the LTT website, Facebook page, everything. You're, we're going to be seeing this. We're going to really make a push because this is definitely, there is no, there is an Amtrak Historical Society, but they don't have a place where they store anything. Uh, it's just all in storage right now, um, from my understanding. Yeah. And, it's uh, either in storage with them or we have it. Or we have it. Yeah. Or there's some on, the think, on the Amtrak uh, uh, Museum Trust train that goes around or they yeah. had it on the 40th anniversary i know that yeah it was on the exhibit train don't know the status of that and then there's some digital archives on their uh the amtrak historical society website but besides that physical place there's not many places you can't that. go and actually see it with your eyes the actual items or the articles uh with your own eyes unless you come to the exhibition of amtrak history yes and as of right now um the cars sit up beside the depot in and suites, and all you got to do if you're staying at the hotel or if you're just swinging in and you want to look at them, go inside the hotel at the front desk. They'll have a key. Walk out there, and you self-guided tour, and then just return the key back. So it's anytime you want to go, it's lighted. So if you're out there when it's dark, it's lit. The pathway to it is not very well lit, so just uh, be careful. But there is a brick pathway mm-hmm. that um, goes out there. 
And um, yeah, anytime you want to check it out, just come by and do that. Absolutely. And let us know. Let us know when you come out. Uh, come out and see it, please. Um, you know, I know that. Um, for me, with the with the show, anytime that there's any kind of, um, if you listen to something, you enjoy it, or if there's a, a thing that you think should be different or have any suggestions, let us know because we're always looking to make it better and more enjoyable and to preserve that history. Yes, exactly. Now, going on, um, I mean, a lot of things have been going on here. Uh, we've uh, we've been what now a year, two years now with the Rail Rangers, yeah, um, right. and so uh, can you give us? I know uh, Robert is not here, unfortunately, uh, but uh, can you give us a, a brief summary of what's been going on with the Rail Rangers? Uh, uh, been some very exciting news, especially in the Chicago area, the metropolitan area, and yeah. things. The Rail Rangers, um, that is, um, like Nathan said, uh, Robert Taburn. He is our, he's our vice president, and his wife's our secretary, and they are the ones that head that up. I'm kind of the, um, I'm the cheerleader more than I am anything for it. Um, it is doing really well. There's been uh, many private rail car trips. Uh, Friends of 261, they're on there. Uh, Zephyr Route, uh, Midwest Rail Tours. And what, what the Rail Rangers is, in case you don't know, it is... Um, it's basically a tour guide. They're on the private rail car trips, and they are narrating and explaining to you what is outside your passenger car. What is that building over there? What are those? What's that lake? What's the significance of it? Or why is this town here? It's giving you the history outside of the rails, and um, it's it's really nice. It it brings a little more to it because. Sometimes, you know, like us, a lot of the guys are into the hobby. We want to ride the passenger car, and that's all we're about. But you bring your spouse with you, and they want to listen to what's going on and what they're seeing. So it ties it in. It just brings more experience and more value to your trip. We don't talk nonstop. It is not a constant, like a used car salesman deal. (laughs) It is pointed spots along the route different stories out loud we work with you privately if you have a question and they have route guides to go with all the routes most of that is based out of chicago since that's a rail hub most of the trips come out of that area so yet sometimes you have to like for me i'd have to go from the plate to chicago to ride the trips mm-hmm. now this year we had a huge tour come out um, we did a um, iowa pacific full dome car with zephyr route tours we came out to the Eclipse. There was uh, 40 people came into La Plata. We toured the area, went to Marceline. We went up to Thousand Hills State Park. And then we went down to Boonville on a ranch and had our own private viewing of the Eclipse. And it was fabulous. Right in the middle of the, of the pretty much right in the median of the, uh, of the full Eclipse. Yes. It was pretty much right in the center. So... Okay, and then the other big thing that we had uh, with the yeah. Rail Rangers was the um, uh, South Shore. Yes. Yeah, that's um, the South Shore line out of Chicago. Of course, the South Shore, South Bend, Indiana. That is a new um, a new deal we're working on. It's still in its trial period, but so far the feedback has been wonderful. We only do it on the weekends because that's a commuter train. And when you're going to work every day of the <laughs> week, you don't. You just don't care. Right. Because you're going to work. You're just making a living. But on the weekend is when the shoppers and the tourists ride that train. And it has been very well received. Uh, Our rail rangers are out today, (laughs) right now, on the South Shore. Shore. 
doing um, doing narrations on that. So um, we're going to do a meeting with them at the end of the year, see how things are, and hopefully go permanent with that. But um, that's our that's our newest endeavor, and um, like I said, it's everything's working really nice. Great. So um, appreciate Robert and Candace doing their thing with it. They have the contacts, and they have that talent to do it. Um, we often make the joke, if even with if Nathan, you bring Nathan into this joke too. <laughs> if all of us were to move to each other's houses, we would have a disaster on our hands. <laughs> and so it's um, everybody's in the place they need to be, and there's a reason for that. And it works good because we're a nice team. Absolutely. Now, one of the other things that we have uh, that's started up, uh, we had one for a while with the uh, with the uh, Silver Rails Gallery and Memorial Library. Well, now we've we've kind of changed that over, kind of redone, pretty much redone, um, restarted the whole process is with the uh, American Pastoral Heritage Foundation store. Tell us a little bit about the APRHF store. What what that is, and just like Nathan said, it is a redo. Um, we used to have SilverRailsShop.com. And that was um, tied in directly with our gallery, where we would sell artwork, posters, and um, hats, hats, t-shirts, things like that. Basically, the platform that was used, I will say that I did not understand it as well as I thought I did. So I may not have been the best for it, but it didn't do very good. Didn't sell a lot, and um, we needed to come up with a way keep money as anybody knows nonprofit you have to keep money rolling in the door so aprhfstore.com that was one of those days i was sitting around the house playing around on godaddy i found that i'm like wow that was it was a nice it was an open url i grabbed it and i've been doing myself been doing ebay for years that platform i understand i can run it so i opened up an ebay store Got my vendor vendor licenses, or got our vendor licenses with uh, Horizon Hobby, Walters, and Digitrax, and I'm working on Rapido right now to sell model trains along with our, our uh, hats and whistles. We also sell puzzles, all railroad-themed puzzles from Suns Out. And what we did in the store is, um, to keep it simple, we kept it passenger train-related. That's what we're here for. Um, I can get, you know, we can get freight cars and stuff like that. But if you go onto our store, you're going to see Amtrak. You're going to see the predecessor lines. You're going to see everything related passenger rail, including buildings. The whole bit. The whole bit. So it's uh, it's worked really nice. It's providing some extra funds for us to keep keep things going. Pays the bills. Hey, I'm happy with it. Absolutely. Now, on top of that, if if you're not looking for that specific passenger car, or that specific passenger-related item, you have uh, the great opportunity with Amazon, with Amazon Smile. Tell us a little bit about the Amazon Smile. I know that um, if uh, if you're a re- regular listener and you've seen the con- uh, the constant contact um, uh, letter, uh, emails that go out saying when a new show's coming out and things like that uh, with the listeners of Let's Talk Trains, um, we have an ad there. Tell us a little bit in your own words, what is Amazon Smile? What does it do for the APRHF? Amazon Smile is just a one, it fits everybody. If you shop on Amazon, 
Instead of going to Amazon.com, you go smile at Amazon.com. Or smile.amazon.com. Yes, yeah. smile.amazon.com, <laughs> yes. Um, and what you do is you just pick the the American Passion Rail Heritage Foundation as a nonprofit you'd like to support. All of your purchases, a portion of that will come over to us as a donation. And there's no additional charge. There's no uptick in the price of Nothing. the of the items that you're purchasing. It's the regular price. Just Amazon's giving a percentage mm-hmm. of it. The only thing you'll see different is when you purchase everything is congratulations. You supported. Share on Facebook. That's all it says. And, of course, you can click the X or share it if you want to. But that is just everyday life. You buy a TV, you support the American Fashion Rail Heritage Foundation. You buy dishwashing soap. I mean, everything you need in life, if you're buying it from Amazon, why not? Exactly. It's free money for yeah. it. It you guys, uh, the the people that are purchasing stuff on there, can uh, get their stuff uh, that they're needing, and the it helps out the APRHF at no additional cost. Yeah, and we've um, that's program has been nice. I mean, you don't. It's it's not a. It could be a get rich quick. If we had ten thousand people doing it all the time, hey, that's gonna be nice. <laughs> yeah. But smaller group, it's fine. The money's better than nothing. We've been doing it for about two years now, and we're probably about a thousand, twelve hundred dollars in um, donations from Amazon. And one one thing I can say, my father actually, my father and stepmother do it. They have it set up for the APRHF, and so anytime that they're and they're constantly on, they're constantly on Amazon buying things. And the thing about it is, you don't have to worry about once you get it set up. You don't have to worry about oh, is it on the APRHF or whatnot. It if you go to smile.amazon.com. It goes and it stays there unless you change it, unless you manually change it. Um, otherwise, it stays that way. You don't have to worry about it as long as you go to smile.amazon.com. If you just do amazon.com, it's just regular Amazon. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's the only, if there's any kind of a glitch to it, that is it. But that's so minimal. Absolutely. It's um, But it's it's an easy way to support and not and not even think about it. Absolutely. Now, one of the kind of going back now, we've talked a little bit about things that have been going on in the past year or so, but one of the the biggest things, at least in regards to the the facilities of the uh, APRHF that they are in control of or own, um, is where we're actually having this show today, uh, the uh, Silver Rails Event Center. Uh, Tell us a little bit about about what's been going on, what was voted on by the board, and uh, what is... What has been? What has taken place? Well, what we've um, what we've done here. Um, I'll give a brief history of the building in relation to our organization. Um, in 2008, it was remodeled to be an event center. It was uh, tied in with the depot and its suites as a uh, basically a way to bring people into the hotel because they can have weddings and receptions and all of that here. Well, not too long after that happened, things got changed around, and this building got donated to the American Passion Rail Heritage Foundation. So we're like, okay, let's see what we can do with it. And it did good. But as time moves on, things change in everybody's lives. Uh, utility bills go up, stuff like that. We found that... We some, found, uh, some of our uh, some of our associates are having a little fun with Bob right now. Being mean to me, they're messing up my thinking. <laughs> <laughs> but um, as things you know just progressed, the building 
in the end, when I sit down and look at the financials with the treasurer and the board and everybody, it was not bringing the money to promote our mission statement, which is preserve and ed- preserve and educate folks about passenger rail history. The building was sliding off into kind of the world where people didn't even like the railroad decor in it. It was a constant complaint. And it just wasn't working. So I tossed it before the board. I was like, okay, we need to sell this thing because it's not pushing us in the direction we want to go. And they um, basically unanimously said yes after I threw the financials out in front of them. I said, this is where we're at. And um, so we put it up on the market. It is now sold. This is the, um, the last train show in this building. I say it that way. We are looking for other places to have it. Within the Plata area, but just not working on that because we want to get through this, this show first. <laughs> but this is our last time in here. It is um, under private ownership as a for-profit now. And um, we'll just say we wish them the best with it. But um, we're going to move forward. We got some neat and exciting things that were um, still on. It's still pencil on paper. It's not been brought out yet. I haven't presented it. So um, there's some really cool stuff coming that is going to promote our mission statement and bring us back to the family-oriented. Everybody has fun when they come to La Plata and experience the APRHF. Be more instead of an exhibit of the APRHF. They're going to come in and experience us. Even if members don't live here, they're going to know what's going on when they come in. And it's going to be, um, it's going to be cool stuff like that. Absolutely. So, um, and one, of the th- one other thing kind of tie into that is that uh, we have started the chapters. And I know that we're going to have uh, one of the uh, local chapter representatives on the, uh, on the show here in just a little while uh, talk about it. But can you give us a little, uh, uh, tell us a little bit about the uh, chapters that, uh, that the uh, APRHF have um, and uh, what is necessary to become a chapter if, some, if there's a group of people in a certain area are interested in becoming a chapter or, or to become uh, more, even more active than just being members uh, of the organization, uh, out, our outstanding membership. Gotcha. Yeah, the uh, the chapter thing, um, that was something we rolled out about three years ago. It's um, kind of a new concept. I know like NRHS has chapters. A lot of nonprofit groups have their own chapters. We do realize there's some people that will never make it to La Plata, and that is fine. We, we get it. So the chapter thing allows us to expand our scope. The chapter that we have now, we have one. They're our charter. Um, it's the Call Valley, and they're out of Kansas City. So what, what this helps do, it's, it's $100 a year. That's, that's it. $100 a year comes to us. But as you're getting yourselves organized, this group here is like six people, and that's what we're looking for. The small groups, not necessarily. You don't have to be like an example that I always think of. That yes, we would love to have it like this, but you know, let's be realistic. That's that would could be years down the road would be like the NRHS Roanoke chapter. 
uh, oh, yes. where they have the passenger, where they have their own fleet of passenger cars and things like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's not what what the APRHF is all about. About we would absolutely love it if we had that opportunity, but it it only has to be a group of people. Like, what's the what's what's the recommended number of people that would that would it would take to become a, a chapter? Basically three. That way you can um, you have you can do a two thirds vote on everything. There's no ties. So three people, age bracket doesn't matter, and that's something we want to push for. Younger, younger folks that are like, hey, we really want to do something, but we don't know what to do. Well, be a chapter of ours, and we'll help you. Mm-hmm. Give them some guidance. The main thing, other than the hundred dollars a year. And you can have your own membership set up within your chapter. Like their group has their own membership. It stays within their group. They don't have to pay it. They don't give us nothing. So you can be a dual member if you want, or you can just be a member of that chapter, and they just tie into us via the the $100 a year thing. But beyond that, if um, you have to have a, a donation, or not a donation, a public display that has something to do with passenger rail. If you have a little model train layout, you take the shows, run a passenger train on it. Talk to people about riding Amtrak. Whatever you want to do. Or talk to people if you want to run an older passenger train. Talk to them about the history of it. Or if you're just don't even have the money for that and you're so, I mean, you're infant state, get a trifold. And talk about passenger rail history in your area. And that's it. Build from there. Get some of the young folks involved that sometimes can't. It's hard to find the way in the hobby, especially when you're in the preservation side. Mm -hmm. Get the young folks involved. They build something 10 years from now. They may have exhibits all over the place. You never know. That's what we want to do. And... It's it just works absolutely, and, and that's that's uh, we just want to want to reach. It's out for those people. Everybody. It's for those people that live. Granted, La Plata is pretty much in the center of the country, but it takes a lot of money to travel from the east or west coast to yes. come to La Plata. And what better way to help promote passenger rail? That's the whole char- charter of the whole organization is to promote uh, promote passenger rail history and past and uh, past and present Mm -hmm. and so if you actually present history of your area you're meeting that you know you're meeting that chap you're meeting that cost yeah it's and it's um it is that minimal you can start out where you have a meeting in uh, the living room of your home it's um that easy let's talk trains for instance is set up to be done at kansas city nathan's home Mm mm-hmm and, but he can pick up the stuff and he can go on the road with it too. So it's you don't have to be in in spotlights and strobe lights and all that stuff to get this done. You can just be just be in the middle of it. Very very simple. Absolutely. And another uh, thing on the chapter, it's on our aprhf.org. The uh, I think it says about us or the join part, but it says chapter info. So you got the info there. There's a way to email me if you need questions. And I will tell you an exciting thing about our charter chapter. 
is um, we had a donation presented to us um, this year from a four layout display that was in uh, Marceline, Missouri. And the building got sold. The layout needed to be moved somewhere else. They were not going to, their, their vision for the building was different. If it wasn't for that chapter, I would have had to turn down that donation. Um, it come up to be uh, it's a forty-one thousand dollar donation. Wow! Uh, tons of trains, you all kinds of stuff. It took us a whole day solid to move everything out to the trailers, not to mention the drives home. They came from Kansas City. We all came out of La Plata and we worked hardcore on it, but. If they didn't have a home to get, this is going to be part of their building process to get their public display started. So this worked out great. They were able to accept the donation via us because we're the nonprofit. It comes through here, but it goes to them. Some of it stays here in the Plata to use on our little exhibits we have. But otherwise, I would have had to say, no, I can't accept that because then the cost of storage would have outweighed the usefulness of the dis- of the uh, donation. So it was a win-win. I can't guarantee you a $41,000 donation, <laughs> but I guarantee you this, not one phone call goes unanswered if somebody's offering up a donation or wants us to come see something and even discuss maybe buying it for a really cheap price. We're there because we want to help our chapters and help everybody experience this. Yes. And one thing before we go, mm-hmm. it's one of the uh, very neat opportunity is actually one of our major sponsors for the Let's Talk Train Show. That's uh, uh, Railfan uh, uh, Digital uh, oh, Virtual Railroad. Sorry. I Wow. Virtual <laughs> Railroad. And um, yes, uh, it's Virtual Railroad. And um, they uh, talking about the webcams. We used to have a total, I think we were talking last night, we had a total of seven webcams, um, two on the station uh, facing east and west, mm-hmm. two on the uh, lookout, par- uh, lookout Point Park um, on the, um, at, at the uh, cabin, uh, enclosed cabin, one looking east and west, and then three at trainparty.com's uh, building. Yes. Um, and now we're, da- uh, talk a little bit about that. Well, we, um, over time, the, uh, the cameras, you know, technology changes every day. Our cell phones are already out of date that are in front of us, you know, that type of deal. We all know that. But the cameras and the technology we were using that was the coolest thing ever in 2010 is suddenly, it turned into kind of a laughable thing. So um, we downsized and downsized the cameras because of the cost of the equipment and narrowed it down to our two favorites, which were the two that were mounted on the Amtrak station. And um, they were put in there, like I said, 2010 is when they were put on um, via permissions from Amtrak and BNSF um, people. So um, it's been popular for years. Well, finally that equipment died. And Virtual Rail fans was nothing in 2010 they have built a huge deal. They've got cameras all over the United States. They're live stream cameras. They are gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, virtualrailfan.com is where you can go and um, see what they got. They have different membership packages. You can also go to railcams.com, which is the same old website we always had. 
and you can watch the uh, a feed via YouTube there of the Plata Cam, or you can go to YouTube. Some of the cameras have sponsors that allow them to stay on YouTube instead of being just a sample period. Mm-hmm. But um, we've got those two. We upgraded those two cameras that were at the station to the new the newer type cameras where they are a live stream, and they have proven to be quite popular and a lot of fun. Absolutely. Um, sometimes I'll wave at you. <laughs> I am working when I'm there, so um, if I don't wave at you, it's because I'm working. No harm intended. No, no harm. That don't sound right. No, uh, no. You don't mean to offend anybody. Yeah, I'm not being mean to you. I promise. <laughs> you are the other 600 or 700 people. Yes. But it is fun to watch. Um, hop on there. Check out YouTube. And there's um, cams. There's Cajon Pass. There's uh, Deschler, Ohio. The diamonds, and they're doing a lot of construction up there. So if you like watching construction of the railroad, that's a neat one. Mm-hmm. There's also um, Tehachapi, uh, or not Tehachapi. Uh, I'm thinking of Horseshoe Curve. Yeah, Horseshoe Curve's got it. Um, Ashland, Virginia. That one is. That one's fun. It's a street run almost, but a lot of cars like to drive down the tracks for no reason. It's kind of a unique setup. Just get on there and check them out. It's a really neat deal. They do um, sponsored Let's Talk trains. Um, and a big thank you to uh, yeah. digitalrailfan.com for that. Uh, it's a great opportunity, and uh, hope we uh, have a very long and uh, have a very long relationship with them on that. Yes. Yeah, and it's Virtual Rail Fan. Re- virtual Rail Fan. That <laughs> name I had I stumbled over it a lot too. But yeah. Virtual I'm looking at it right com. now. I'm looking at the writing of it right now, and I'm still going, that's ah, the dyslexic. <laughs> D- dyslexia. There we go. All right, Bob. Well, we have uh, we really appreciate you taking the time out, talking to our listeners, and talking with me today. Um, and um, it's a great start for uh, uh, 2.0 for uh, LTT. Yes. And uh, uh, we will definitely definitely be following up on the newer projects and uh, with what's going on here at Home Office. Sounds great to me. All right, Bob. Take care. All right. Thank you. Thomas the Tank Engine? Yes, we have it. Chuggington? Yes, we have it. Whistle Stop and Amtrak Party? Yes, we have it. Who are we? We are TrainParty.com with over 1,000 train-themed party supplies and gifts. This is your one-stop shop for the train enthusiast in your life. Nationwide shipping and on orders over $75, free shipping. Like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter, trainparty.com. All right, and we are back on the Let's Talk Train Show. This is Kansas City Nathan, and we are still here in La Plata, Missouri, the headquarters of the APRHF, at the uh, Silver Rails Model Train Show. Uh, today's date is October 21st, 2017, and uh, now joining us is Dan from PHSC Hobbies, located in Chillicothe, Missouri. Uh, welcome, Dan, to the Let's Talk Train Show. All right, thank you very much for having me. Well, thank you for being here at the uh, uh, Silver Rails uh, Model Train Show. Um, you, you guys have a huge um, space. A lot of trains, uh, HO in scale. Um, are those your predominant scales that you uh, that you sell at your store? Or? Pretty much, we specialize in HO in scale and Z scale. A lot of people don't carry the Z scale, but we do a lot of mail order and we sell a lot of it overseas. So we do the 
H-O-N-Z mostly, and then we'll special order large sizes just for limited space that I don't have at the store to carry it. Understandable there. <laughs> now, uh, you said that you do a lot of uh, mail order or online. Uh, is there a website? Uh, do you have a website that people can go to to find out more? Actually, I have a website that's www.phscehobbies.org. And there's also a link on there that will connect you to my eBay store, which is PHSC Hobbies, which is where I predominantly sell most of my stuff from. On eBay. Wonderful. So they can go online, see what you have on stock right then and there. Now, a lot of it, is it buy it now or is it uh, more of a, um, or is it more uh, bidding? It's mostly all buy it now. There's uh, roughly around 3,000 listings at any given time on there. Oh, my goodness. So there's a large inventory. We roughly carry about two hundred and fifteen to $250,000 worth of inventory at any given month. So, <laughs> Oh, my gosh. There's pretty much something for everyone out there. Absolutely. Now, um, is it pretty much the entire, uh, the whole genre of model reverting, uh, depending on the scale, but uh, or is it mostly like more of a regional um, Pardon me, uh, more like Santa Fe, UP, uh, Norfolk Southern. Well, obviously, you'll have your your mainstream railroads that exist today, the Class 1 railroads, but we carry a large uh, selection of fallen flag type railroads of the past, and we carry from basically mostly every manufacturer in all the scales that they offer. Okay. So, well, good deal. So, what is that website? One more time for the listeners, if they're interested in um, uh, coming to your online store and uh, purchasing and and uh, having you guys ship it out. It was phschobbies.org, and okay. like I said, there's a direct link to the eBay store. If you don't see what you want on there, you can go to the eBay store. There's a small blog article usually every month on the on that website as well where me and a buddy or so will go out rail fan, and then we'll post uh-huh. a few photos of what we did and what kind of fun we're having because. That's, that's kind of what it's all about to me, too. I enjoy the modeling, but I enjoy the real trains just as much. Absolutely. That's the exact same way that I am. I, I, I'm about a 50-50 yeah. model router and rail fan. So, uh, great. Well, Dan, I really appreciate you joining us today on the Let's Talk Train Show. Um, any specials or anything that you want to, uh, or any special announcements that you want to put out there to the listeners that may be interested in um, a certain thing or, or anything that you're going to have any sales or anything like that that you'd like to announce or anything? Uh, we pretty much have uh, sales going on all the time in the store. I'm in December, the first two weeks of December, I'm going to be moving to a suite next door, which is going to give me almost four times the space. So I'm going to really expand and we're going to build a small switching layout in the store for people to come in and play with and you can test your equipment and stuff. And then there'll be a, some furniture where you'll have kind of like a lounge area with some coffee tables and magazines and and uh, just uh, we have everything from beginners to your most experienced modelers. I mean, we carry everything from all the new MTH, Intermountain, you name it, Proto locomotives with the sound decoders already in them to all the decoders, all the track, full lines from Pico and Atlas, and basically everything in the hobby wow. is carried. So. Wonderful. Well, again, thank you for being here at the uh, at the uh, Silver Rails Model Train Show. Hopefully, we'll see you next year uh, or when we have our next show um, with the organization. And uh, again, thank you for being here. Not a problem. It's a pleasure. We've been here three years in a row, and it's our third year, and it's been a great time every time. So we'll probably continue to come back. I would say every time. Uh, absolutely great. Well, thank you again. Thank you. All right. Thanks for listening to this week's Let's Talk Train Show. Join us next week as we continue along the line talking trains. Remember, you can listen to this and other previously aired shows 
24 hours a day, 7 days a week, by visiting our website at letstalktrains.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook, and remember, the Let's Talk Train Show is produced and copyrighted by the American Passenger Rail Heritage Foundation. To learn more about the APRHF, visit their website at aprhf.org.